Hey everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Finals Week 3. We are in the business end of the season. There's only four teams that remain in the race for the Telstra Premiership. Next Sunday, the Grand Final, we're only a week and a half away. Who's going to be that there? We're going to discuss that all on the show here today. Two huge preliminary finals to preview. Um, and of course, it all started uh, on the week, last weekend in the semifinals. We had two very good games of football. In the first game, we had the Canberra Raiders defeating the Sydney Roosters 22-18. to uh, And in the second, we had the South Sydney Rabbitohs too good against Parramatta, 38-24. to um, We're going to recap those matches quickly. But before we do that, please remember, if you haven't, to like Steve's NRL footy tips on Facebook, please leave us a like um, and review and subscribe anywhere you guys listen to this podcast, whether it be Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcast, Anchor, uh, or any of the other listening platforms that you listen to this podcast on. Um, but yes, it's Wednesday morning. The team lists are out. We're going to discuss all my predictions. But um, <clears throat> as I said, last Friday night, the Raiders, they were too strong for the Sydney Roosters, 22-18. to 18, And they went off to a fly, the Raiders. They scored... Three tries in the first 22 matches, uh, 22 minutes of that match, um, and we're looking good. But the Roosters, there's a reason why they were the premiership premiers the last two years, and why they're the premiership favourites this year. They brought it straight back to the Raiders and almost ran them down. It was 22 to 18 the final score, and um, the Roosters, where their premiership run comes to an end, um, it was always a very difficult task to expect them to uh, win back-to-back premierships, which they managed to do. But winning three in a row um, is almost impossible in the NRL. Uh, in the modern game, and they gave it a real good uh, crack. Of course, they do go ahead in consecutive finals, so there is a bit of a worry there about the Roosters' long-term future. Um, and since the game has come out, we've got reports that Kyle Flanagan could be shipped to the Bulldogs. Um, and I think that's just a result of Nick Politis and Trent Robertson. Um, they expect greatness from their players. Of course, Kyle Flanagan, I thought he had a pretty decent season. I mean, he did get dropped halfway through the year, but I think a move to the Bulldogs where the pressure's off him a little bit, and... Um, you know, the, pre- the expectations at the Canterbury Bulldogs, not as high as they are at the Sydney Roosters, who, you know, have been so dominant in the last 10 years. But I think a move to the Bulldogs could actually suit him well. There's rumours that the uh, the Roosters will be blooding a young 5'8 called Sam Walker next year, so we'll see how he goes. But uh, funny again, he's only 21 or 22 years old, so I don't think the move would hurt him. And uh, he could really put his own stamp on that Canterbury Bulldogs side as they're rebuilding progresses and uh Trent Barrett's been great with young Nathan Cleary in the past couple of years so uh I think it would be a good move to be honest with you but overall the Roosters as I said they're disappointed to be eliminated in week two of the finals and not win a finals match but what a great run it's been they've got superstars all over the field and um I'm sure they'll be back and more fired up than ever in season 2021 but let's not take anything away from the Canberra Raiders I said they scored three tries in the first uh 16 minutes of that game and they showed some True determination um, to hold out that game and get that victory because the Roosters are throwing a lot at them. They face a huge test this week um, against the Melbourne Storm, who have had the week off. We'll discuss that more later. But uh, overall, very good signs for the Raiders. They're always going to step up in the final grand final rematch against the Roosters. Um, but we'll see if they can carry that momentum into this week and potentially make their second consecutive grand final in a row. Uh, moving on to the Saturday game, as I said, the South Sydney Rabbitohs, they were victorious in that one, 38-22, and they got off to an 8 nil start, the Rabbitohs, but the Eels brought it straight back to them. They scored three tries in five minutes, and uh, the Rabbitohs were caught napping a little bit, and the Eels made them pay the price. Clint Gustin was absolutely outstanding again. Um, fantastic performance of him and Junior Paulo's offloading, and his just aggression and damaging uh, runs 
um, to put the Eels out of pressure in their own zone. Um, they they just lifted off the back of that, and they found themselves with an 18-8 to lead before the Rabbitohs really came out and dominated the proceedings in the second half. They scored five tries, but the game was actually on the uh, the edge of a knife um, about 60 minutes in, and it was 20-18 to to the Rabbitohs, and Mitchell Moses had a penalty goal attempt to tie the game up. Uh, he did miss that one um, after Damien Cook proceeded the penalty, hit the post, straight into Junior Paulo's hands, who did a lot of work to get there in time, and uh, Dorado's scored shortly after that and sealed the game. So it's just those big moments in finals matches that can really turn the tide. I mean, at one second, we're looking at a 20 or scoreline of 20 minutes left, and who knows what would have happened. At the next minute, we're looking at a Rabbitohs try and um, them basically wrapping the match up. So it just shows you in finals matches, you got to be on for the 80 minutes. You can't clock off at any time. I think the Eels, uh, their big forwards uh, kind of clocked off. They thought, you know, easy goal for Mitchell Moses. We'll go get set, uh, which is understandable. But you've always got to be aware in finals matches or you get made to pay. And that's what the Rabbitohs did to the Eels on Saturday night. And... Uh, they're facing a Penrith Panthers side that have only lost one game all year. They are the minor premiership, uh, minor premiers for a reason. They are the premiership favourites for a reason. So, a uh, huge game for the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Wayne Bennett did say that the Rabbitohs, in his opinion, only playing to 70% of their ability um, in this final series. He thought they were better against the Newcastle Knights than they were against the Parramatta Eels. So, um, it's going to be an interesting match. As I said, we're going to get into those predictions very shortly. Before I do, I'll touch on the national women's competition, uh, the NRLW, um, and then we'll discuss some premiership odds and uh, some bets of the week uh, on the show. But as I said, I want to thank you guys for listening all throughout season 2020. The support's been unreal. Um, and if you guys can, please like Steve's NRL, uh, NRL Footy Tips on Facebook and leave a review and subscribe wherever you guys listen to this podcast. Let's get to all the action this weekend uh, in a huge weekend of finals football. And I mean, the wait is on. I cannot wait for next Sunday. Um, Let's talk about it all right now on the show. Hey, guys. I just want to take a moment for a discuss the NRLW Round 3 predictions to please remember that this podcast will be continuing all through the State of Origin series in 2020. There's three huge games coming up starting on November 4th. So please remember to check out the podcast for all uh, my predictions heading into each of the State of Origin games, and I'll even give you some first try scorer predictions. So check it out when it starts. Um, they'll be out shortly before each State of Origin. So uh, thank you guys for your support in 2020. Let's get to the women's action now. And uh, these two matches in round three, uh, I don't want to say they're meaningless because they're definitely not. I mean, the women, they only play three regular rounds in a season, and they've got a lot to play for, and they play a very entertaining brand of football, but the grand final was already locked in for the NRLW, um, and that will be the Sydney Roosters going up against the Brisbane Broncos, both teams at two from two um, in 2020, uh, meaning that they'll be playing each other this week um, and next week, so a lot to look out for there, uh, but the first game of the round is the Dragons versus the Warriors at 12.30 from ANZ Stadium, and as I said, both these teams without a win in 2020. Um, and the Warriors, uh, they were they were disappointing um, again in 2020. I know they've had a, a brand new squad, um, but for the third year in a row, they're not going to be there come grand final day. The Dragons, also a very disappointing season. They've had a couple of personnel changes, nowhere near as much as the Warriors. And um, and Shikai Tungyoi, um has been dropped. She's not the 5'8 this week, so she's back to 18th man. So Keely Davis will come in and take that spot. And... Um, It'll be a very interesting game. I mean, we'll see who gets a win on the board. As I said, I'm not the most knowledgeable 
person in regards to the NRLW. I do enjoy watching it each and every week, though. And um, I'm actually going to tip the Warriors in this game. I think in their two matches, they've been the more impressive side. They were 14-0 up against the Brisbane Broncos in the week one of the of this competition. And I think that period has been more impressive than anything the Dragons have really put forward this year. And, uh, I mean, this new side, they start, the more they play together, they've only played two rounds together, most of this Warriors side, they more, the more they play together, they more they, the more they would gel. So I'm tipping the Warriors in that game. And, of course, the second game is the preview uh, for the grand final that we'll see before the NRL grand final next weekend. And it is the Roosters as the Broncos at Saturday from 4pm at ANZ Stadium, part of this doubleheader. And um, it's going to be an interesting one because we're going to see exactly the, what the strategy is heading into the grand final. Do they play all their, their guns or do they give them a rest? I mean, there's only a three-round competition, so you think that you'd want a lot of your players to have the most fitness they could. Um, but there's chance to experiment and try some things out heading into next week and really just uh, size up your opponent, so to speak. And I'm liking the Broncos in this game. Um, Upton's been fantastic back at fullback, and McGregor's been really good, and Brigham Sword, sure, they've got all these stars, the Broncos, and I think they're going to win the first battle. But I think it's a real chance for the Roosters to uh, kind of test out this Broncos side and see what makes them tick and see how they can upset them next week because uh, the Broncos, as I said, they're a star team. They've got so many internationals um, in the women's match in their side. Um, and I think the Roosters' only chance next week is to put them off their game. And I think they get a real learning opportunity this week in how to do that um, because they basically get a free crack at them this week before the big green final next week. So an interesting weekend of football in the NRLW. Um, now let's move on to the NRL and my predictions to see who will get in the grand final um, in that competition. All right, and the preliminary finals action all kicks off on Friday night with Friday night football from 7.50 p.m. at Suncorp Stadium. The Melbourne Storm will take on the Canberra Raiders. Which of these two teams will get to the grand final We'll discuss it all here, but before we do, let's get over to the stats for this matchup. The head-to-head contest. They played 46 matches over the last 22 team- years, these teams, and it is the Melbourne Storm with a 32-14 to 14 advantage. And I think that's just highlighting how much the Storm have been dominate- dominant in the last 22 years um, in the National Rugby League. But in finals matches, they also had the advantage. They're 3-1 to one in finals matches. They've won three. The Raiders have won one. But the Raiders won victory comes last season in finals week one when they defeated the Melbourne Storm 12 points to 10 in a very entertaining and controversial match. If you guys remember, uh, Joseph Leilua had that firework incident before scoring the match-winning try um, to get the Raiders over the line. Despite the fact that the Raiders have only won 14 games against the Melbourne Storm, they have won three out of their last five. It shows, uh, it really highlights how the, far the Raiders have come in the last couple of seasons and, um, how they step up against the Melbourne Storm. And in 2020, both these teams share one win apiece. In round three, it was the Raiders uh, defeating the Melbourne Storm after the restart of the competition, 22-6. to And in round nine, it was the Storm getting some revenge, 20-14, to in a very entertaining and close matchup. Um, so, as you see from these stats, anyone's ball game, the Storm have been dominant over such a long period of time. But the Raiders, absolutely on fire. They're playing with a lot of heart, a lot of passion. Um, after last year's... Korean final loss, and they want to get to their second Korean final in the row, and they're going to be fired up, and they're going to be ready to start uh, this match fast, and the, we'll see how the Storm combat that after having the week off. Uh, I'm very excited for this game. Um, looking at the team list, the only real change is that uh, Dal Finucane for the Storm, he is the 18th man. He's on the bench. 
a very, very high possibility that he will take his place in the lineup this week, um, which will most likely push out either Eisenhuff or Nico Hines out of the 17. But uh, he'll be a massive boost for the Melbourne Storm if he's fit because we all know Dale Finucan, he's a big match player. He really steps up in that big game environment, whether it be for the Storm or for New South Wales in the state of origin. And he'll be one to press his um, chances for a Blues jersey in 2020. And of course, the other big news for the Storm, Dale Finucan, uh sort of Dale Finucan, sorry, Cameron Munster, um, will be right to take his place in the 17. Um, there was concerns that he could miss the rest of the season, but he will be right to play in this match on Friday night. The Raiders, they're 1-17, exactly the same. Um, and Ricky Stewart are going to have fired up. We saw all the talk at the start of the week between uh, Cameron Smith and Ricky Stewart and Craig Bellamy over, you know, a present that Cameron Smith's wife's got and... Uh, all eyes on this match are going to be on Cameron Smith. He hasn't announced his retirement yet. Will he be playing on in 2021? We've been told that the Storm officials are bracing themselves for a farewell for Cameron Smith in this game. So, high chance that this is his last game in Queensland. Win or lose, um, it could be his last game in the NRL. So, the Storm, they're going to be fired up. The Raiders have got it all to play for. They're playing for the revenge. They managed to step it up against the Roosters last week in that 22-18 victory. Um... But they're always going to get up against their green final opponents from last season. It's whether they can keep the momentum, they can keep it going, they can not get um, overawed by the situation. And uh, their halves, like their halves, Jack Williams, uh, Jack White and George Williams can stay composed and uh, really manage to uh, start on the right foot because it's so important to start well against the Storm. We saw it two weeks ago. The Eels really did start that game well against them. They got to a 12 0 lead before the class of the Storm managed to get home. But I think the Raiders, if they can get up to a, a similar type lead, they will back their defense to get the job done. Um, but I think most pundits will agree that the Melbourne Storm, they are probably the most skilled team in the NRL. Um, and, you know, Craig Bellamy will have them ready to go. They wouldn't have wasted a week off, in my opinion. He's been there many times. Craig Bellamy, he knows how to get this team up. So it's very hard to tip against Melbourne. Um, so I think the Raiders, because on paper, Melbourne, in my opinion, have the better side. I think it's all up to Canberra to figure out a way to upset this Melbourne Storm side, to get in their heads a little bit. They have dominated the recent matches against them, so we know they can do it, the Canberra Raiders, but it's just whether um, they can do it on this stage in preliminary final football. Um, because you know, I believe it was 2016, they had a prelim to get into the grand final against the Storm, and the Storm managed to grind out a victory against the Raiders. It was a very close game, and... Um, they couldn't get it done. So we'll see how we go this time. It's a much more experienced Canberra Raiders side. Um, John Bateman, it could uh, potentially be his last game in the NRL. So it's going to be a, uh, a huge contest. Um, as I said, it's very hard to tip against Melbourne because they're the ultimate professionals. They know how to get it done. They've been winning all year. And uh, we know that Craig Bellamy has his teams ready to fire come finals football. But... Canberra Raiders, my prediction since February, if you guys go and look at my season predictions all the way back in February, you see that I did tip the Canberra Raiders to win this premiership. Josh Hodgson, he went down. Corey Horsburgh went down. Emre Gula went down. They had so many injuries in the middle of the season that a lot of people were riding them down. I think I even said that I'm not sure if they could win the premiership anymore for one week, but they've been proving everybody wrong all season, and I've got to back my premiership prediction. I've got to back the Canberra Raiders. I think they can get the job done. It's going to be extremely difficult, especially in Suncorp against the Storm, because the Storm, I believe, have won 11 out of 12 at Suncorp. And I think 
Josh Adokar has 12 tries in eight matches there, and Canberra have historically struggled um, up there in Queensland. But this wave of momentum, this journey that the Raiders have been on, um, it's going to be very hard to stop um, for the Melbourne Storm. And I'm just gonna, I'm just got a feeling about this green machine. I think they can go all the way this season, and I'm tipping the Raiders by four in a big upset. I think they're three dollars on the tab. I reckon the Raiders can win this game and advance to the grand final and potentially end Cameron Smith's career. That's how good they're going, and um, this is going to be an absolute brilliant match. I think whoever wins this game, you have to tip in the grand final next week um, despite who wins in the next game because these two teams, uh, they're at the top of their game right now, and I'm very excited to see how it unfolds on Friday night. So I'm tipping the Canberra Raiders to make the grand final. Who will their opponents be? We'll all find out at 7.50 p.m., from ANZ Stadium in Sydney on Saturday night when the Penrith Panthers host the South Sydney Rabbitohs. What a game it's shaping to be. Let's look at the head-to-head. Now, these two teams, they played 93 games against each other, and it's the Rabbitohs that hold a 50-41 to advantage over the Penrith Panthers. There have been two draws in there as well. Both of these teams have never played in a finals match. They've both been going since 1967 um, when the Panthers came into the competition. They've played 93 times, but no finals matches between the two teams. And the Panthers Panthers hold a 3 out of 5 advantage in their past 5 matches. They've won 3 out of the last 5. In 2020, the Panthers Panthers also hold the advantage. Uh, they did defeat the Rabbitohs in their only match this season in Round 7, 20-12. So obviously, uh, the recent stats highlights the improvement in this Panthers Panthers side. Um, they've shocked everybody this year, only losing one game. They've had the week off after a 29-28 victory over the Roosters in Week 1 of the Finals. And uh, the Rabbitohs, they've had to do it the hard way. They've got wins over the Knights and the Eels, but they came back from behind in both those games. Um, so it's going to be a very interesting match. I think the Rabbitohs, um, they definitely have to start better. As I said, they were down 18-8 to after, at halftime after blowing an 8-0 lead. Uh, on Saturday night, and before that, they were down 14 0 against the Knights after 10 minutes. If they start that like that against the Penrith Panthers, the game will be over because the Panthers will not surrender a big lead like that. If the Panthers get over 12 0 up, they go 14 points or upwards to start the match, and the South Sydney Rabbitohs are still on zero. Book the Panthers into your grand final right there and then because. The key to this game um, is that if it's an open-style match of football um, and uh, the Panthers let the Rabbitohs, uh, you know, free flow and do what they do, their unstructured football, um, that they do the best, the Rabbitohs, the Panthers could be in a bit of trouble. But if the Panthers don't get um, overawed by the occasion and uh, stick to the game plan they've been going through their whole year, the young guys can really step it up to one more level and... Uh, and again, not not be thinking about the grand final next week. If they can stay focused on the job, then they're a huge chance of uh, of nullifying this Rabbitoh attack because I've been saying it all year, the Rabbitohs are a very momentum-based side, and if the Panthers start on a roll and do what they do early and Nathan Cleary's at his damaging best and he's combining with Jerome Lua and Dylan Edwards really well, then South City could be out of this game in the first 20 minutes because... While they're kings at coming back into matches, I just don't see them doing it against the Panthers Panthers side. If they're running high on confidence, the Panthers, because they're a confidence-based side as well, um, if they they start off well, they're going to be very hard to pin back. Um, looking at the team list here, there's no changes for the South City Rabbitohs. That's to be expected. The only change in the Panthers Panthers side is that Kurt Capewell um, will be starting in the second row due to the suspension of 
Filiar may kick out. And to be honest with you, I'd be a lot more confident about Penrith's chances in this game if Kikiau was there because he was definitely uh, one of their best players in that victory against the Roosters. And we can see see what he does in the big matches. He's a, becoming a big match player where when he needs to, he steps up and creates something out of nothing. And I mean, I'll admit I've been a little bit critical of the guy in the past in the fact that I can see he clocks off in games. And um, But I think he's, he just has timed his run this year perfectly where he's playing his best football at the end of the year. And if Nathan Cleary and Jerome Luai can't control the game early, um, then they're going to miss that contribution from Kikia because he's such a damaging runner of the football. And don't get me wrong, Kurt Capewell is no slouch. He's a really good player, Kurt Capewell, but he just doesn't add the same thing that Kikia does in that explosive, uh, damaging football. And when Kikia gets the ball, he attracts all the nearby defenders. So they all come in and target him. Um, and it, he can create opportunities easily for other guys um, from that situation. So the fact that he's not there um, actually lessens my confidence significantly um, with the Penrith Panthers. We saw in the finals, in the week one of the finals, that the Roosters managed to go out to a 10-0 lead before the Penrith Panthers old came back and really asserted their dominance on the game. Um, and they could do it here at the Rabbitohs start well because we saw the Rabbitohs blew at 8-0 lead. But what I'm getting at with this is that we saw some of the weak points in Penrith's defense. They targeted Kikia. They targeted Lua. And of course, Kikia's not going to be there this week. But the inexperience of this Penrith Panthers side, it hasn't affected them so far in 2020. They've only lost one game. But we're getting into the business end of the season now. And if things don't get their, go their way early, we could potentially see some of these young guys do things they wouldn't usually do. And not quite panic, but maybe overread and overthink some situations. So... Being the master coach that Wayne Bennett is, I think he'd very much expose that with this Penrith side. So, as I said, the start of this game is very important because CFs are going to, their confidence, momentum-based side, if they go down and they're losing the game uh, by a big margin early on, they're going to really struggle to get it back because they've done it two weeks in a row. It's harder to lift each and every week that you've got to come back from playing from behind. And with Penrith, as I said, if, if Penrith are down early, they can get back into their rhythm um, like they did against the Roosters and come back and win the match still. But they can also be in a situation where uh, their players, because they've never been on this high stage before, start doing things they wouldn't usually do and um, you know letting the situation get the better of them. So this game, um, I actually think that Melbourne and Canberra might be a better quality game, but this game has is the more interesting match in, I think it's a lot harder to predict. I mean, the Rabbitohs are currently 275 uh, on your major betting markets like the tab, um, and the Roosters are all 45. So, obviously, the money's with the Panthers. They deserve to be the favourites in this game um, because they've been outstanding this year, easily the best team in the competition other than Melbourne. Um, but as I said, in that game against the Roosters, they had a good performance, but I wasn't convinced that their premiership credentials are as much as other people think they are. And I ruled out the Roosters last week, and I also felt also kind of... I. I felt bad against yeah, doing it because that you know that they're cheating inside the Roosters, and I thought it might bite me on the backside. I'm not ruling out the Panthers this week, but I think it's going to be a lot tougher than a lot of people think it will be because this Rabbitohs side at the moment, I mean, they're playing absolute football. They've got nothing to lose. They finished the season in sixth, and no one expected them to be in the grand final. So if they make the grand final. Um, it's a huge accomplishment, and Wayne Bennett knows how to time his run perfectly. He's been in this situation many times where he's lifted the Brisbane Broncos when they haven't particularly had the best regular season. He's lifted the Brisbane Broncos of old and got them into huge 
positions in the finals. I'm I'm confident that that CFs are at least going to be in this game, and I think it's going to be highly competitive um, throughout. And I don't think there's going to be an opportunity where one team's going to blow out the other team unless the Panthers can upset the Rabbitohs early and really go on a rampage. But that's the only way I see this being a flog, and I think it's going to be a very close game throughout. And I think the the match is going to be decided against uh, against the halves. I mean, who's going to get the better opportunities between Cleary and Luai and Reynolds and Walker? Reynolds and Walker's combination has been outstanding, particularly in the last month. Um, Cody Walker had a lot of... He got targeted by the Eels last week, but then it let Adam Reynolds do his thing a little bit more. And I think that you, you're, getting, you're getting it from both sides of the field with the Rabbitohs. Cody Walker can move from both sides very quickly. Him and Adam Reynolds combined, which halfbacks and 5-8s combinations, they don't really combine, you know, the halfback to the 5-8, eight, the 5-8 eight, to the halfback. In the modern game, they don't really do that these days. And I think no matter where the Panthers are defending, the Rabbitohs can score points. And the same thing with Pender. If Pender are at their best and their forwards can get over the top of uh, Seas, um, which, you know, Seas' forward pack has been criticised this year, but they've really stepped up. But if Pender's forward pack can get over them, then that allows Jerome Blue to do what he does, play his ad-lib football, very similar to what Cody Walker does, and Nathan Cleary really be the organiser and the controller, and he, he's the calm figure um, when all the pressure and everything in the world's at, the stake, at stake. Nathan Cleary's there to just do what he does, um, back up every play, and uh, really have his kicks be at uh, pinpoint accuracy. And we saw it in the first week of the finals. Cleary got in a position where he scored three tries in that game because he was always backing up, he was always there, he was always the man that the Penrith Panthers were going to count on. He can't do it all by himself. He hasn't done it all by himself by the year. This Penrith side's been around him. But they've got to make sure that they're there for Cleary this week. Because Souths are going to be bullying him. And they're going to try to be upsetting Penrith in any way they can to put Penrith off their natural game. So I'm very excited for this match. Um, you know, I'm intrigued. There's battles all over the across the park. Whether you see Cook versus Corusia. The Haas versus each other. The Rabbitohs forward pack that's been so criticised at the start of 2020. What they do against this monster Penrith Panthers forward pack, even without Kikia. And then you've got the young fullback battle between Corey Allen and Dylan Edwards, um, who have both had really good seasons. So it's going to be a very interesting battle. Um, as I said, I'm not ruling Penrith out. Um, and I'm, for you guys that don't know, I'm a South Sydney supporter. And I'm trying not to be biased in my prediction in this match. But I really think Souths are a big chance in this game. Um... And I think it's not the battle of, as I said, they're a momentum-based side. And that victory against the Roosters, 60-8, to eight, have them believing that they can do anything um, in the last round of the competition. And we've seen it the past two weeks. They've been down, and they've managed to get out of the gutter. They've managed to come up, and they've managed to win those games. So I think this Rabbitohs side has got a real belief around them. I think there's a special feeling around the Rabbitohs, as there is with Penrith. But I think this week off of Penrith, when you're young and you're, you're full of life, I don't know if the week off's really a good thing for you. And I think Penrith... Uh, in my opinion, um, I don't know if this week off is going to make him a better side. I think it's going to make him a more nervous side. And I think Wayne Bennett is a master of seeing that. And I think he can really capitalize um, on on a Canberra's, on a Penrith side that just want to be in the next week's final already. So I'm tipping the Rabbitohs in this game by six points. This might be my longest prediction for a match all season. But as I said, this match is so much intrigue. Um, it could go anyway. Um, except I don't see Seas as I said, flogging Penrith. I think Penrith, the only chance they do if they start the game 100 miles an hour and Seas just can't keep up with them pace-wise. Um, but I'm going Seas. Um, I don't know what I just said, how much by Seas, but I, I've ignored what I just said because I can't remember it. I'm going to go Seas by six points in this game and my prediction's an all-green grand final between the Canberra Raiders and the South Sydney Rabbitohs. We'll see. I'm, by the way, I forgot to mention I'm 100% in my footy tips 
uh, in the finals so far. So I've tipped the first four matches of the first week, and I tipped the two matches in week two of the finals. So I'm six from six in the NRL finals. We'll see if I can go eight from eight this week. And it's going to be hard because I've called both the upsets, but that's the way I see both these matches going. Canberra versus the Rabbitohs grand final, in my opinion. So those are my predictions for the week three of the NRL finals. My grand final prediction is the Rabbitohs versus the Raiders. Do you guys think an upset's possible? Let us know on Steve's NRL footy tips on the comments comments of this video. Who do you guys think will win the premiership? Uh, let me know one way or another. I'm interested to see what you guys think. Um, but let's get over to the bets of the week. And if you guys look over um, at the major betting market, we can see that the Panthers and the Storm are the heavy favourites to win the Premiership, as they should be. They should be the favourites. Um, and looking at it, you've got the Penrith Panthers. They're the favourites on the Premiership market. They deserve to be. They've only lost one game all year. They're $2.70. The Storm are two seventy-five. You can get the Raiders and the Rabbitohs both at $7.50 to win the grand final. So, brilliant odds if you think an upset's possible this week. As you have just listened to my podcast, I think both upsets are very possible, and I've tipped both upsets. Um, so, if you've got some spare money lying around, I think um, if you think an upset's on the card, maybe back one of those two sides. Clive Churchill medal. Um, Nathan Cleary is still the favorite. He's $5. Cameron Smith, $8. Munster, $9. Corusier, 15 and then you got Jack Wyden at $15 as well. He's the first player that's not a Raider, uh, not a Panther or a Melbourne Storm player. Um, so, again, if you're thinking upsets possible between the Raiders and Rabbitohs, maybe start looking at a couple of Clive Churchill predictions. Um, we know in the past that the NRL, even if your team loses the green final, Cherry Evans in 2013, Jack Wyden last year, have got the Clive Churchill uh, trophy, uh, Clive Churchill medal, despite being in the losing side on Grand Final day. So, um, even if they might not win the Grand Final, it could be worth a couple of dollars to put on a a player if you think that an upset's on the cards. Um, and the Rabbitohs, the Raiders can win the contest. My bets of the week, I haven't done them during the finals this year, but I think I've got a couple for you this week. I did mention it in the Storm Raiders uh, match prediction. Josh Adokar, he's got twelve tries. Um, in his last eight at Suncorp. I have tipped the Raiders to win the game, but I think he's very good value to score a try at any point in this game, but he's only dollar fifty to score any at any point. So I reckon to score two or more tries. Adokar is worth a bit of a punt on sports bet at the moment. You can get him for three dollars sixty. I can jump on that. Um because he has a great try scoring record at Suncorp Stadium and the way that things go on so far in this final series, the lowest points that any team have scored is twenty, I believe. So uh, he's 18, sorry, the Roosters last week, but still three tries they still scored. That's the lowest try scoring from any team. So the Storm could lose the game, and Adekar could cover that two tries easily, in my opinion. I also think, obviously, that the Rabbitohs Raiders are good head-to-head value. And um, in my opinion, um, whoever you guys bet this week, I'll be going 1-12 in both games because I think they're going to be very tight. I think this has the potential to be one of the closest uh, weekends of preliminary finals action we've seen in NRL history because... I think these teams are very brilliantly matched up, and I think both teams, are, both matches are going to be highly entertaining and very close. So those are my predictions for the preliminary finals. Please remember, you guys, this podcast will be continuing all the way through to State of Origin, and I'm going to give each of my free match previews for those matches. Um, but I'll see you guys next week on a huge grand final edition of Steve's NRL Footy Tips. Enjoy your football. We've got a lot of way to go still left of the season this year, and um, I'm excited uh, for next Sunday. 
It's going to be a very, very interesting weekend of football. I hope you guys enjoy it. And remember, I'll see you guys next week for the Grand Final Special. Thank you guys for listening to Steve's NRL Free Tips for Finals Week 3.